Asian delegation chooses the RZA, the Jizza. So since we played that little clip from the Dave Chappelle show, thanks for listening to another episode of 90s Tunes with Avery and Lena. This week we have a special guest. We have Monk here. Thanks for coming on. Do you want to go by Monk? Sorry. <laughs> Did you want to go awesome. by Monk or your real name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Monk's <laughs> good. Monk's good. Thank you. <laughs> We're starting with me cutting off the guest already. That's uh, <laughs> so he's nice. It's always great starts. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, since we introduce our guest, maybe we should talk about the album. If you haven't guessed all right, already, we are going to talk about Wu Tang Clan, and more importantly, Wu Tang Clan Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, which is an awesome album. When did you first pick up this album, Monk? Um, I would have to say it would have been like mid nineteen ninety four. I ended up stealing it from uh, ROW <laughs> in uh, New Glasgow. And then, you know, how they used to have those theft protection things, those big, long, stupid plastic Like two things. foot long? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that fit conveniently up my sleeve and walked that out. And uh, my mom and I drove back from New Glasgow uh, listening to Wu-Tang. Nice. nice. So what did your mom think of Wu-Tang? She was down with it. Like, <laughs> how do you not be, right? Old Dirty Bastard has a thing with the ladies, and he really just smoothed his way in there, I think. So. And how old would you, would you have been at this point? Uh, I would have been about 13. Actually, I think it was probably 95, so I would have been about 14. That's when I was really into doing dumb shit. So. <laughs> So your mom was into it. I assume you played it on heavy rotation at home on your tape player. What about your brother and your father? Like, did they think Uh, they like it too? Or my dad uh, definitely is not a hip hop fan. (laughs) He uh, he hated rap. Like, I mean, I've been listening to rap and hip hop since I was eight. I think right around there, and he hated all of it. And (laughs) war by country. You know, and my brother was like bigger into Weird Al and stuff like that. So like we once had a laugh when Weird Al Yankovic did Amish Paradise or whatever. But <laughs> from that, it was like, no, I'm not down with that. And he's not good with that either. So. And nothing wrong with Weird Al. He's one of my favorites. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that he makes me laugh. His new movie was friggin funny, man. It was. It was good. I was. I didn't realize he had such a relationship with Madonna. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or made up one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Weird Al, I think, five times. So it was. Every, Have you really? Yeah, every show is great. Like, I seen him in a small venue one time, like in the back of a bowling alley. <laughs> and I've seen him, like, in nice concert halls, concert halls in Calgary here. Um, I've even seen his last tour where it was all acoustic, and that was pretty awesome as well. Wow. And not so, his hits. Yeah. It's like yeah. little known. Yeah. But I don't think we're here to talk much about <laughs> Weird Al. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> even though I love him, we'll, we'll, we'll get back on topic. We'll stray away once in a while. What was your thoughts re-listening to this album? Uh, when I put it back on again, definitely getting amped up for this podcast. I could just remember like just that time in my life 
you know, I was, uh, it, it, it brought back like a lot of like, you know, drinking, smoking weed, chilling, like just funny, funny, funny times downtown. Made me think of carnival a lot, shit like that. I tell you what I thought was, um, playing NBA jam in your bedroom and listen to this as well. Like that's where it takes me back to. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely smoking cigarettes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So what were your first thoughts listening to this album, Lena? I, I loved it. I wondered why it took me so long to listen to the Wu-Tang Clan. Not what I would have listened to back then, which is why I didn't. I think... The language was a big part of it. Just, I don't know, I curse now, but I didn't when I was even a teenager. I didn't until I started really cooking when I was in my early 20s. And I just, I often just picked up music from whatever my best friend listened to and she would make me tapes and it would kind of go from there or whatever was on the radio and this was off my radar. This, I, But of course I heard of the Wu-Tang Clan. I think you... You had to live under a rock not to. So did Wu-Tang Clan ever make it into your uh, mixtapes? No. No. No? <laughs> I My first experience was, I think, with you playing ODB, Baby, I Got Your Money. I think that was, and that's not quite Wu-Tang, but. It's, I Wu-Tang. found it in there. Yeah. I'll say Wu-Tang adjacent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I had heard Cream, Dollar Dollar Bills, yo, y'all. I either heard the song or just heard reference to it. I know Avery says that every now and then, so <laughs> I might not have actually heard it. I'm, this might have been me hearing the song for the first time, but hearing reference to it. But yeah. I really loved the, I wouldn't say it's dated, but it does have a 90s kind of hip-hop feel to it. Some like early early kind of black eyed peas like before fergie and like maybe even i don't know i, I didn't listen that, to a lot growing up <laughs> and that album at the time really helped put new york back on the map in terms of hip-hop too right like nothing was coming out of new york in like that era they were almost in a hump and they really carried them over through that small period oh that's yeah. interesting i never thought of it that way because like was um, Backstreet Boy or Backstreet Boys? <laughs> what was Backstreet Boys not putting out hip hop? <laughs> it was BC Boys not having an album around that time. Like I know Ooh. they were like r- late eighties, early nineties, and then Ill yeah, came out. They would have had that "Check Your Head" come out right around, yeah. and um, uh, "Sabotage" I think was ninety four, ninety five. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah, that maybe like a little resurgence in New York then of hip hop and or more heavier stuff, maybe. Yeah, they're more gangster. Like, I don't want to use that term loosely, but like Wu Tang was definitely more a little bit more gangster, etc. Whereas Beastie Boys in the 90s, they were like, okay, let's not pretend that MCA carries a gun and stuff like that. Let's (laughs) just focus on hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, so like you talk about New York and I just thought of like there's a lot of pop culture references that they sing about and one of them is like they sing, they reference the Warriors in one of the songs and I forget which song it is. And it might be the very first song off the 
CD. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, that's so New York. Like, I don't know if you ever seen that movie, but like they said, yeah, like, Warriors yeah, come yeah. out and play. Like, that's an awesome movie. Alina's never seen it, so no. I'll have to show her that movie sometime. Absolutely, you will. Um, talking about music from New York at that time, I guess they lost a Grammy to Puff Daddy for maybe best rap album in 95. I'm not sure. And ODB, I guess, stormed the stage when Sean Colvin was giving a speech, not even like Puff Daddy. And he was like, I went and bought me an outfit today that cost me a lot of money because I figured the Wu-Tang was going to win. (laughs) (laughs) So before Kanye... So, did he buy the outfit or did he steal it with the shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, who who didn't listen to our unrecorded stuff, <laughs> ODB stole a pair of $50 shoes one time and was caught and he had $500 in his pocket, <laughs> which is pretty ridiculous. It's the principle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, I wonder if $50 was a lot of sh- lot for shoes back then because I know like sneakerheads now like are paying thousands and thousands of dollars for like Jordans or like whatever shoes are on the market like Right. Well, even when I think back in the day like Airwalks were expensive at one point. <laughs> yeah. That was a brand name skate shoe and then they went over to pay less and then it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> and I I don't know if I should tell this story on air but I won't use names. But I remember Airwalks are huge, mm-hmm. like Edwin jeans and lockup jeans and yes. Airwalks, <laughs> and all the cool Hyper kids had. Shirts. Yeah, and I remember we were at the pool one time, and somebody stole, like everybody had their shoes out in the foyer, oh. and somebody stole a pair of Airwalks that were there. And man, they were comfortable walking home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't me. I'll use a shaggy defense. It wasn't me. I, I but like that's what I think of like certain things bring back those memories and that's what I think about when I think about airwalks. That's fair. That's fair. Um, also to change the topic back to Wu Tang or specifically ODB. He once let MTV film him taking his kids in a limo to a welfare office to cash a $375 welfare check and <laughs> and collect food stamps. He was eligible still for welfare because he hadn't filed his taxes that year. And it actually led to some changes in the welfare system, I think. Like, not necessarily like the ODB clause, but <laughs> it made right. them stop right. and think how easy fraud could be from... <laughs> You're not allowed to be so rich and collect welfare. Yeah. <laughs> the ODB clause. I'm just like, I rented a, cat, a limo. Let's go to the welfare office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's film it all. What are you doing? You're yeah. filming for TV. You have money somewhere. Yeah, and he had money. Like, he, he yeah. had money at the time. <laughs> now, I've never been in a limo. I don't know if I'm going to... I'll try to get in a limo someday for some event. Probably my funeral. But... <laughs> I don't That's know if like welfare offices first stop for a limo ride for me. To be fair, I don't think I've ever been in a welfare office. <laughs> no, nope. 
I thought about it once or twice in my drug addicted mind, but <laughs> yeah, I was able to overcome that. I mean, I've filed EI online, but <laughs> in an office. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think of the album then, Ava? I think you asked us. I, I enjoyed the album. I I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. What I really enjoyed was like some of the Kung Fu snippets at the first of the songs mm-hmm. and the end of the songs. The pulp, the not pulp because pop. it's not orange juice. The pop <laughs> references throughout the throughout the CD, like um, like I already mentioned, the Warriors, but they mention Arnold Schwarzenegger, like um, a Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like another song has done in the past as well. Yeah, I know another song. What's the other song? House of Pain. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> and we should know that because we did that song on this. Uh, podcast and i heard that song this afternoon (laughs) (laughs) i just it wasn't coming to me and and the record studios signed house of pain instead of wu-tang clan i don't Mm. know if you guys knew that i didn't they're probably regretting that yeah so like rizzo was upset about that i forget the exact quote that rizzo said rightfully so yeah like i think they he said like they Sign these white boys instead of us. It's something along that line. Yeah. That, like, you know. That's where my mind would likely go. Not Yeah, the sorry. longevity of Wu-Tang Clan versus. One yeah. hit wonder. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which is an Ever interest. That crap. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably not easy to deal with and handle with some of their past stories and. <laughs> right. Drugs and stealing and. You know, shooting. But I mean, at that point in time, I think a lot of their stuff was already like ready to go. Like they had some lines and bars written when they were like 50, ready for this album. To me, it's weird that, well, it's not weird, but it's just like they pretty well had that all in the bag and they were ready to go. Whereas House of Pain, I'm sure, take their time go party in new york etc etc right because i don't know pardon <laughs> not boston everyone thinks they're from yeah. boston and they're not yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> and uh yeah it's weird. weird i i really hate and i talked about it before on the podcast like they give off such as boston irish feel <laughs> but then they're from new york it's almost like fake boston yeah yeah i i did i my whole childhood, like I heard House of Pain in grade five, right? Mm-hmm. So that really helped get me into hip hop. And I know I sound like I'm throwing shade at Everlast Colin with that crackhead, but that's what he was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things too, Avery, you know, he always had the Celtics jersey on. He wouldn't rock a Knicks jersey and yeah. stuff like that, you know, like. And even filming the Boston Parade and stuff in the video Shamrock and Shenanigans, right? Uh, Yeah. Digging deep into an old podcast that we already released. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to re-listen. It was a good one. Also, before they made this, both both Jizza and Rizza had record deals. Yeah. Yeah, and they released out albums and then but then they changed and then they they've gone through some different names like those guys specifically like and they used to be called the i i forget they had other names like they oh they used to be called the force of the imperial master and then biz noticed them 
so then they got record deals and then they kind of went and changed their name to Wu Clan Wu Tang <laughs> and got a record deal. I mean, it seems they were just formed as Wu Tang in nineteen ninety two and this was out what, nineteen ninety three? Like they went quick yeah. and they had some deals mm-hmm. beforehand and they had a record deal so they could do solo projects mm-hmm. and that's kind of revolutionary, yeah. I think. My understanding when that first original thing was supposed to happen, it was only supposed to be three members of RZA, Jizza, and ODB. Okay. And then they collaborated because everybody else, as I said, ended up having, you know, I think it was one member just got out of jail. And he was like, oh, man, I wrote this while I was in the joint. Put this. And they all hung out as a crew anyways. And that's something else that you can definitely hear is the rapping like you know that like Raekwon and Ghostface are super super tight in and out of that crew and you can like see the bondness within certain members who flow really well together and stuff mm-hmm. and some jokes and stuff and them telling stories was kind of kind of cool like you were listening to some like guys just shooting the shit so one of my favorite things about this podcast is a canadian connection do you want to go first or you want me to you go, go first? first okay so we do have a canadian connection i do anyway connection. <laughs> so wu-tang clan collaborate like rizza was a founding member of the wu-tang clan yes odb collaborated with mariah Carey. yeah mariah carey on fantasy Mariah Carey was married to Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon was the host of America's Got Talent. One of the judges on America's Got Talent was David Hasselhoff, <laughs> who has the same birthday as me. And David Hasselhoff was on a TV show called Baywatch, which also starred Pamela Anderson, who is, who Canadian. is Canadian. Very good. <laughs> or... Very good. I like that. Or Howie Mandel was also a judge who is Canadian. Never heard of him. (laughs) Germaphobe. It's the first I'm hearing this. (laughs) Mine has to do with Method Man, who became an actor. Actually, he had a a TV, a sitcom called Meth and Red, or Method and Red, sorry, in 2004. Nine of the ones they made out of the 13 they made um, aired and they pulled it. (laughs) But anyway, that's not the Canadian connection. He also was in the movie Keanu, which was by Jordan Peele. It was a Key and Peele movie about a cat. I think we saw Mm -hmm. it. And Keanu Reeves was also in that movie, who is Canadian. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And my other one is that it was mastered at the Hit Factory in New York which also did Falling Into You by Celine Dion and My World 2.0 by Justin Bieber, both Canadians. Also did such hits as True Colors, The Bodyguard, and Graceland by Paul Simon. (laughs) I had to throw that in there. It's just such an eclectic mix. It is. It's quite the uh, mix. Quite the mix, yes. And you had mentioned ODB, and I love that her people reached out to him, and he asked for $15,000. To be part, to work with Mariah Carey. I mean, she was pretty big at that time, but they didn't flinch. That's enough for their budget. It's asking a lot, but not for Mariah Carey's budget. Do you know that Snoop Dogg charges like 250000 for 10 bars, like when he sings on another song? And then he'll ask for another 250000 if they ask him to be in the video. 
Huh. Katy Perry must have paid him a lot for California Girls. So do you guys think this album still stands up today? Oh, yeah. I do. I definitely do. Um, you listen to a lot of mumble rap that's out today and stuff like that. And again, as you say, Avery, that those snippets of uh, I love an album that will take clips of something and sound bites and stuff like that and run that through. I find that stuff so timeless anyways. Yeah. I, I think appropriate sound clips. Because I think we listened to an album recently and it had... Oh, no, it, was, it wasn't sound clip. It was Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child. And they did their own like skits or stuff at the first of some songs. or Like Godfather type yeah. thing. And I felt that that didn't go along with the album. Yeah. But the sound clips in this, like from the other movies that were like they took from, definitely fit in with that whole theme of the album. So it wasn't right. out of place. And I liked some of the, I don't know if they were clips or what, or samples, but some of the music they used was pretty, like, mellow with such harsh, sometimes harsh lyrics. Right. Like, what I mean is harsh language is what I mean by harsh, but. Oh, very uh, bold and vulgar, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and it was kind of, like, jazzy at times, and I really liked yeah. that feel. I, I felt that the music and the lyrics hold up today as well as it did back in the 90s. Now, this seems coming from nowhere. Do you think of the 90s as the good old days? No, I I don't always necessarily think that everything was better in the 90s. Like I don't always think that music hit its peak in the 90s either, because I think every generation thinks that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if Monk asked his dad what was the best <laughs> years of country music, it would still yeah. be like... The 50s, 60s, yeah. right? Like, but... Uh, I feel, and I know not to devil's advocate on what you're saying, <laughs> but with gangster rap, to me, it was the 90s or bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel everybody out there today, like once 2000 hit, Eminem showed up, and I'm like, another mouthy white guy? Like, that's not original. <laughs> we got Johnny Snopes, you know what I mean? Like, it's just I asked so, that because of the song... Can it all be so simple? And they say how it was best in the seventies. And one guy is like, "No, eighty-seven. And I just 87. think, <laughs> and I just yeah. think, yeah, I just want to ask because I think everyone says that about a certain time in their life. And I think it's normally when you're like a kid, like teenager, that you think it's the best time of your life, or the best, yeah. the good old days. When you first discover that music, whether it's this album or a Metallica album or whatever album, it's. That's the best. Yeah. That's when music hit its peak, I think. I think right. it's something about being young and music kind of hitting you, like and, speaking to you. And like your first experiences too, right? Because back then, like first time getting drunk, of course I'm going to remember this song. This makes you think of my first time <laughs> smoking weed or getting drunk. And yeah. All your first things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a little different. I was pretty, I was Kind of a good girl, but it was like almost like feminist lyrics, like Tori Amos and things that like spoke to me that way. (laughs) For me, it was just positive motivation. I'm I'm not familiar with that, but that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But things like that, yeah. So here's a question that I want to start asking guests, especially since it's this is definitely a 90s question. Were you a member of Columbia House or BMG? Like, (laughs) 47 CDs for a penny? 
Yes to both. <laughs> Did you end that's up where, owing them? That's that's where I got Method Man's Tikal album. Oh. Yeah, Columbia House had that. Or BMG. I, sorry, BMG would have had that. <laughs> Either or. They're yeah. both like Yeah, classic. they're both snakes in the grass. I <laughs> mean, a cent is still more than you paid for this album, though. <laughs> <laughs> i'm calling the cops as we speak a cd up my sleeve <laughs> i could just picture it like that whole like two foot long plastic sl- oh yeah for- uh, i walked out basically like i'm clotheslining somebody What's with this new walk all the kids are doing? <laughs> I could just hear yeah. the, like, empl- yeah. the employees. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> walks out here doing the scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kids call it dabbing nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing cassettes, the original dab. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding your face while your arm is sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good image. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have any other questions. Do you, Lena? Um, favorite song on the album? Ooh, um, I think my favorite song is "Protect Your Neck." Or, um, "Cream" was also good. And I don't know what "Cream" stands for. I know Monk, you do. What does it stand for? Yeah, cash rules everything around me. Yeah, I, I, I think those two stand out for me. I, I don't know what I'm going to pick as my favorite, but I, uh. I definitely enjoyed the track, uh, Shame, the second track, Shame on uh-huh. that word. Mm-hmm. And uh, just ODB's uh, verse in that. He's like verbally taking a piss while mm-hmm. spitting out bars. I just love how sloppy, like, you get every other member and they're clean and polished. And then he gets on there and he's just so sloppy and real. I love <laughs> it. It kills me. Nice. What about you, Lena? For me, it might be Cream. Or I kind of like Bring to Ruckus, the first one. Oh. It's kind of a great way to start. And yes. I might have heard that before, actually. I wasn't sure. But, yeah, it's between those two. But I think, back in, yeah. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, back in the day, I used to crank that so much to get amped, yeah. like before a fight or if I had something <laughs> going on and, we were going to go cause shit on Halloween or something. <laughs> I would just I sat so much and just get hardwired. You're absolutely right on that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's going to be on my running mix or just my exercise mix. Like it's a good one too. <laughs> well, speaking of mixes, we put all of, we take one song off of each album and put it on our, our um, YouTube music playlist. What song do you guys want to have on the YouTube playlist, should it be the "Bring the Ruckus"? Like right off the bat, just bringing it all onto that CD and just getting the rest of that playlist pumped up. Or do you guys want to go with something else? We have three people here today, so maybe we can come to a consensus. Interesting. I like I like that idea. Bring the Ruckus. I also wouldn't hate the idea of Cream. Mm-hmm. Either one of those two, I think. And for <laughs> me. Yeah, same. I can't decide. I'm thinking cream, but I like the idea of bring the ruckus as well. We should roll a dice or something. Let's go well, with you're you're you can pick here. What? Why can't you? Because I agree with both of those songs. <laughs> Let's go. 
bring the ruckus. Okay. Good choice. Nothing wrong with either choice, <laughs> no. but yeah, we can yeah. we can live with that. I mean, both could go on. We really don't need such stern rules, <laughs> but <laughs> we try to stick to one. <laughs> yeah, I think if we start picking two or three, it's just going to dilute the playlist a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Um, any closing thoughts on this album? No, honestly, um, definitely happy you reached out to have me on the here to talk about this album. It definitely made a huge part of my life. I still, there's so many things I don't want to talk about that uh, <laughs> this album brings me back to, but it's also like just such a nostalgic feel. And I forgot how like, how much of a staple that had on New York at the time and mm. just Wu-Tang itself before it became so franchised and everything. I just love their staple. It's beautiful. Yeah. So thank you. That's well put. Lena, any closing thoughts? It's kind of out there, but I love that there's Seventh Chamber and there's Seventh Chamber Part Two. This is where I'm going with this. Just like Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter, because for the first time in my life this evening, I heard Rock and Roll Part One. And I never <laughs> looked it up or heard of it. And I just, just looked that up too. <laughs> well, I don't think we looked up Gary Glitter. No, no it came nobody up. Nobody wants to look up Gary Glitter. No. <laughs> But it came up on a, a mix, a yeah. Google mix. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I just enjoyed the album altogether. Like, it was a good listen. Like, I didn't find that there was a low point on the album at all. No. There were some different variations of, like, some of the speeds of songs, but they weren't like, oh, I want to skip this song. The only criticism I have for this whole album was it was too short. Huh. It was only, like, 30-some minutes. Like, right. um, yeah, and I, if... If there are three or four more songs, I I still would have been like extremely happy. But maybe it was perfect at thirty four minutes, so they didn't have any crappy filler songs as well. Why was mine an hour? I don't know because you've been talking <laughs> about like this second song on the album. I know it only fits on one LP, so it's got to be in and around that thirty minute. See, this is the second song that I have. See, I have nine songs, thirty six minutes. I just looked it up on Google, you know, and I have, I don't know, came up as an hour. <laughs> Either way, it was still a good album. Maybe I was missing songs. You never know with downloading the or just streaming the album, which right. we do. Oh. But um, So you said nine songs? I have 10 online. Okay. So you had a half hour song on there then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just Method Man going for like a half hour. I do. Oh, but actually, huh, I don't know. I might have added some other things. <laughs> but she I just do made love her own there's album. There's a song just called Method Man. Yeah, just... there is. Closing, what uh, what CD are you picking for next week? It's your choice. I picked this with Monk. Oh, I thought he picked this. Well, he did, but I presented it as my own. Oh, last I week, thought he picked it. We'd have you a guess. Get one. I wasn't even thinking. Oh, I'm <laughs> off the cuff. It's off the cuff. <laughs> Or how about is there an album you would like us to no, listen to? No, he's not taking week? my choice. I'm sorry. You're my you're our guest, but you're not taking no, my choice. No, it sounds like I'm already being too picky right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I have a I just have to look up the name of the album. Okay? okay. I know what I want. 
because I heard there's two things I want, but pieces of you, Jewel. A lot different than this. <laughs> Good choice. We heard Jewel Is that today. like the like blue background album with yeah. her on it? Yeah, that's what I picked. Okay. It's a little it's just a little different it, than what, a we've little been, different. what we've been listening to. It was Destiny's Child last week and yeah. <laughs> and that's even so, different than them. <laughs> I, I do have a question okay. or request uh-huh. at some point. Have you guys done any whole albums yet? That's up there for me. Uh, what's it called? Violet? The one with Violet. Oh, good choice. That's... Good choice. Uh, live Through This, yes. I think that is. But I listen to that album every couple of months anyway, so <laughs> I wanted to listen to something that I haven't. See, I got confused a couple months ago yes. when we oh, did Garbage. garbage. And, yeah. and Lena picked the album Garbage, Garbage. And I said to her a couple of days after, I'm like, hey, I don't want this to end up being a Kurt Cobain episode. And it sounded pretty weird on Lena's end, but she didn't. Because we don't discuss the album during the week. We pick out the album and we, I want to talk about it, but I don't. And same as Lena, she wants to talk about it, but we save all the thoughts for the podcast. And I got confused between Garbage and Hole because I thought Garbage was Hole, Courtney, Courtney Love. Love. Then yeah. you remembered Courtney Love is garbage. garbage. (laughs) So you can see my confusion. But there was there was a band member from Hole who helped produce Nevermind. So I thought you were going with that, and I guess there was like a word or two between him and Kirk Cobain, but nothing big. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been a little blurb, but yeah. I was gonna say, Avery, you should really get Luke. To review whole, <laughs> I would tune in for that. <laughs> well, speaking of tuning in, tune in next week for Jewel, but tune in Friday for Nani's Tune, where we are going to have a guest on again, my friend Danny, because we do a wrestling podcast, myself, Danny, and Lena, and we are going to be listening to the song Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels, sort of a crossover episode from the music podcast because we just released it and the wrestling or, outside the ring. yeah wrestling outside the ring is the podcast and awesome. it's just a crossover episode so stay tuned for that everybody it's going to be uh very interesting also sorry i yelled at you when let you have a choice <laughs> <laughs> but please come back i think he'll be back in a few weeks so um thanks oh, for being man. on i really enjoyed this any any time. This is beautiful. I love what you guys do, man. Thank you, guys. We love doing awesome. It. Thank you. Did you record it that time? We did record it that time. <laughs> <laughs>